What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The truth hurts, so here's a Band-Aid. The blacker the berry, the sweeter the revenge. Ooh, I'm I'm here for a little bit of a devious <laughs> girls. You guys, it's AG. It's episode I think 389 on the path to 400, and I'm so excited to have a new guest on the People's People's Couch. You know her as host of the podcast, Everyone's Business But Mine. What a great fucking title, by the way. I have to tell you. Thank I'm you. like extremely into it. <laughs> and I'm extremely into this conversation. I already know it. Welcome to AG, Cara Berry. Cara, how are you? Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. I mean, podcaster to podcaster. I always feel like there's a different kind of energy when two podcasters record yeah I'm loving your microphone like you're really <laughs> legit <laughs> I have what they call a mic flag guys so like you can see the branding for it which I I guess optimistically ordered during the like the dead heat of COVID right. like I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like, you know, what would make me feel a little bit better about not being allowed outside, having a mic flag. Sure, is where we're at. That's, yeah, that's... we're all just doing the best we could. I mean, I barely remember that summer, so you know, who knows oh. what I bought. <laughs> I mean, I got everything under the sun. Where are you? Um, where are you zooming from? Where are you based? New York City. Oh shit! Wait yeah. a second. Why did you come over to the claw office? Because I, yeah, I didn't provide. <laughs> I'm always so sh I'm shooketh when people tell me they're from NYC. What part of New York? What You're going to tell me you're like literally next door to me. You're my next door neighbor. I'm in the city. I'm on the west side. Upper West? Midtown West? Midtown West. Yeah. Oh, look at like Hell's Kitchen area. Hell's Kitchen area. Yep. Okay. Oh my God. And how long have you been a fellow, a fellow um, New Yorker? Now we're just going to shoot the shit. God, I mean, 2010. Yeah. I moved in 2010. Yeah, Did you come here for school or for life? Or no, was for that? life. I, I visited one time. I had friends that were living in Williamsburg at the time and I got mm. off the L train and I was like, well, okay, I guess we're going to do this. <laughs> and that was it. You know what? I gotta say, Williamsburg is like the gateway drug to NYC I think it living, is. especially in like the, the in that time too. Totally, and it's like a little bit of a. Um, you know, I used to live and work in the West Village. I live on the mm. Upper East Side. I kept my apartment, but I was a. Uh, live in nanny for mm. a family for a year and a half so I would live with them during the week and then be in my apartment on the weekends and we lived in the West Village and it was like New York City Disneyland Williamsburg I, yeah. has that similar vibe where it's mm -hmm. like not real but it's uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly you guys don't know this real life yeah that comes mm -mm. outside but yeah yeah the West Village is a dream it's an absolute dream I'm trying to get down there I mean, I'm almost never there now, but mm. it was it was wild being there essentially full time because you just you're just walking these streets and it's like, oh, this is adorable. It's it's quite so literally cute. adorbs. It, really stunning down there. So do you have work outside of podcasting that yeah. you do here in NYC? Yeah, I have a, um, a pet sitting business that I yeah, I, I chill with their people's 
pets when they go out of town. Yeah. First off, um, number one, I want to work for you. Dog only, though. Please and thank you. <laughs> and number two, you might find this interesting. I had a little bit of a pet emergency Uh-oh. this morning oh, with, no. yeah, exactly, with my fish son, PK, also known as Paul Kensley, Kensley Galley. Sure. <laughs> who has been struggling for mm. over a month with some wound issues, skin oh. stuff. I have him on two different kinds of meds. I just honestly made peace with the fact that like if something happens, you know, I just don't want him to be in discomfort. Sure. And then I was changing. He's in a literally just this one beta fish has a five and a half gallon tank <laughs> by himself because I am I literally have given him everything that I possibly could in life. And you know what? He's not going to college. So I feel like I have some extra money there too. You know what right. I'm saying? Like right, right, when right. they make other choices that I love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so went to, cause there's like a whole fucking like formula for like how much, you know, what are you removing? Keep. Cause even if whatever bacteria, good, bad, whatever. Yeah. So I go to do it and he's hiding behind his filter, which is what, he does for a variety of reasons and I go to like do the removal of the water and like with this thing that looks like a penis pump that you just kind of like put in a whole other conversation Mm -hmm. that's the um after show guys um (laughs) that's for patreon uh so and I realize water's gone way way down usually he's like swimming in the remains and he's behind the fucking filter not moving and I said to myself oh my god it's the end of PK. So I FaceTimed a friend who I call in crisis, especially with um, my uh, fish children. Mm -hmm. Um, Shout out Archie Bador, um, the (laughs) fish son prior. And I'm like, okay, he's not moving. There's he's literally not in any water. It's just him behind the filter water way, way down. Yeah. And I'm like, this is this is the end. And I didn't know what to do. My friend was unavailable. And I thought, you know what, let's just put water in so that I can have this moment of like letting go yeah, where I can just like have a full tank and just kind of like maybe do like a funeral shroud or some kind of thing while I organize a shiva. Sure. And I put that water in again, just for like self-care as, as a way to grieve. Uh-huh. And that fucker starts <laughs> breathing and he starts <laughs> swimming along. And I'm like, are you for real? Like he literally wasn't for, I don't know how many minutes prior to removing the water. It wasn't just like I removed the water and then he was like in shock. Like he was. And so he, he does have a wound. There is, unfortunately he is. Unfortunately, we don't know what's going to happen, but I do think hashtag he has risen. Hashtag pray for PK. My God. New middle name, Jesus Christ. (laughs) A little bit of a, yeah, a surprise bitch. Thought you thought you saw Thought you, what do I say? I hear you. Let's do it. We can do it together. I knew you thought you'd see the last of me. I knew I'd find it somewhere. Absolutely. Like, hashtag the last of us. Like, I, it was like a real, I'm like, PK, is this sweeps in our relationship? Like, I, and I literally posted on Instagram stories, like, rest in peace, my sweet prince. Right. And then he fucking lives. And I'm posting a resurrection. Wow. A shocking, and not even in April. When is Easter? It's April, right? Is it April? yeah. Yeah. Not even, I mean, you know, coming early. My God. So we don't know. Just everybody, guys, hashtag pray for PK. My sweet, sweet boy. He's Ugh. really, and he's on two different, he's on electrolyte stuff. He's on skin stuff. He's, he's, I've checked in with 
you know, triage, also known as the Upper East Side Petco. We're just going <laughs> to thoughts and prayers. So with your do you um, do you offer services for, um, uh, you know, proud parents of fish people? You know, I stick to the four legs. Okay, but you know, right. I I stand with you in support. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate it that. sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot. You know, he really is. He is like a million dollar fish. This <laughs> fucking fish. There was a while ago where he was dealing with some stuff, and I literally looked up. You know that um, animal hospital on the Upper West Side? It's like one of the mm-hmm. very few to treat fishes. Yeah. And walking yep. in the door before treatment would be three hundred dollars, and I truly mm-hmm. was like. He had some bubbles on him, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking do it. And then we figured it out. It was like about a year ago. So he's really been through it, my sweet little PK. So tell me, do beta fish, do they, can they not cohabitate? Can we get a boy George in there? Or is it like they get to fighting each other? <laughs> Poor PK does go on tour with boy George. I, we could get a little Dorit in there, too. She was just dancing with boy George in Vegas. Get a little party. You know, they do, unfortunately, not um, not like uh, other fish. Like, if you go to Petco and you see how they're arranged and people are, you know, setting up an adoption, there's paper in between the little sad, unfortunate plastic containers. Because if they see a foe, they're going to freak the fuck out. So PK is an only child. He takes up all of my attention, I have to say. Okay. I have okay. to say. So if you added somebody, it really would be Erica, if we're going to be historically speaking, somebody he doesn't get along with. <laughs> you know what? And it should be like, I don't even know what color to designate the fact that sometimes she, she flies free is, yep. is what we're saying. So do you have pets in addition to running this no. thriving business or are, is the business essentially you get so many pets at your disposal exactly i live vicariously through them i think i'm like too emotional to have an animal mm-hmm. i think like i had cats growing up and like we still have my childhood cat she's 14 but Jeez. uh yeah it's um i think i would just get too attached so i gotta like get my fix and then remove myself from the situation it's also, I mean, you know this, running that kind of business, it's so hard to have a four, I mean, apparently, and also Finned, but like a four-legged animal in New York, it's re- oh, yeah. it can be really difficult if your yeah. business, uh, you know, necessitates that you work in office, yep. going away, all of that stuff. So yeah. do you want to shout out the name of your business or do we keep this on the DL, keep the lives separate? Um, no, it's called Adventures in Pet Sitting, New York City, NYC, oh but... Um... <laughs> Yeah, we have a good time. I have a good time. (laughs) That's incredible. And so how did you make the leap into content creation from, I assume, being a Bravo fan to being one with, you know, a fantastic, unique voice of your own? Thank you. Um, I had I started off never watching The Bachelor, but then they had the Rachel season with the first back black bachelorette. And I was like, let me like try to dip my toe and see how I feel about podcasting. So I had like, you know, like tens of people who listened to that. We <laughs> love then, a 10. We yeah. love a perfect 10. <laughs> I then I did a Kardashian podcast. Um, and yeah, I started off uh, on my own at the end of 2019, which was good foresight on my end to have something to do. I mean, yeah, amen. That timing is everything. (laughs) And so what has enabled you to keep going? It sounds like you have a bunch of different TV obsessions, passion projects. What about Bravo has kept your interest in this way? 
Oh, I mean, I just love like, I mean, you do a great thing about talking about the psychology of these people. And that's really what it is for me. Like, I just love to watch other people behave in ways Mm -hmm. that I would never even imagine. I love like somebody who is equal parts, uh, really self-aware, but also like not at all. Like a Larsa Pippen, a Karen Mm -hmm. Huger, uh, Jax Taylor, people like that just (laughs) really get me. Um, so yeah, I mean... I, I love the mess of it all for sure, but I also like figuring people out and like what their motivations are. It's fascinating. Who has been the most surprising for you, good or bad? Someone who started off in place X and now they're in place M or something. Mm. <laughs> Over time, that makes sense. That is a great question. Um, I would say, ooh, I mean, I would say Jax, but like, where is he now? <laughs> um, I would say. Brittany's looking. She's like, where is he? Quite literally. Jax? Where is my husband? <laughs> oh, God, that is such a great question. I mean, I love like the evolution of Nini is incredible, an incredible sight to behold. Just how she really has come full circle. Like she came on the scene, she's such a dynamic character. And then we get into like her really feeling herself you know, I think Ryan Murphy, we could blame him for kind of ruining the Real Housewives of Atlanta. He gave her too much. She flew too close to the sun. And then she began resentful and then increasingly more resentful. But then she also have this has this dynamic of being like such an icon, so memeable, such in the zeitgeist, but like also resenting everything that has gotten her to that point is so fascinating to me. And she said recently on social her upset about not being invited to BravoCon, which I thought was interesting considering the timing of the lawsuit and it, you know, being, I actually don't remember the ending of it. I don't want to use the wrong legal terminology, so apologies. Right. Um, but it, it kind of, I don't know what they did, if it was settled or not, or they just decided to move yeah. on from it but yeah her behavior is like you call andy a cokehead but then Did you wonder she? why you're not yeah <laughs> oh my god i mi- this is what i honestly i miss so much by not being on twitter i assume that was on twitter was that on uh, twitter yeah i think that was a thread because andy oh was on god. wendy or maybe wendy was on watch what happens and then she went off on both of them and how they both do drugs and like and then it's just like well, why are you now expecting Bravo and NBC Universal to extend an invite to you, girl? Like, you burnt that bridge. I don't understand <sighs> what the issue is. But, you know, also, like, I'm really focused on Kim Zolciak now and, like, her just dogged determination to convince us that she's not getting kicked out of this home. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, if anybody wants to know how I would handle newfound celebrity, look no further than her like <laughs> multi mortgage over leveraged house. She was posting on Instagram this week, like how much she loves her chandelier. I'm like, yeah, you might as like en- enjoy that, ma'am. Like the clock is ticking. Unfortunately, TikTok. I was watching that story like the end of the jinx. Like, is she serious? Like, this oh is demented. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what is that? Who? I I don't understand how you can be so uh, much in denial. Brielle and the other one are on TMZ saying, oh, we still got our house and our clothes are still in there and you guys will just have to see. And I just love, she always thinks that, like, we're hating on her. But, babe, these are documents. Like, who's going out of their way to read the Fulton County Daily Mail about your... (laughs) 
you know, <laughs> who's and doing a, that? It doesn't like make sense. A Fulton County newspaper that's like passed out in Fulton County Square. Right. <laughs> you know, is do we know? Is there a way to to resolve this if yeah. the bank is like bye bye? Like if she comes up with the hundred and fifty thousand or whatever, I literally have no idea how much money it is. Is there a way for her to get this resolved so it doesn't go to auction even yeah, this late in the game? That's what I heard. If they just pay their back you know, whatever, then they should be fine. But I mean, if you weren't going to do it leading up to, why would you all of a sudden have the money now? You know, they might have scared her straight. Honestly, like it's the it's how many housewives live in denial when it comes to potentially, I mean, not to, you know, not not to assume, but you know, spend beyond your means. There's a little bit of a catch up game of either I don't have the money to resolve this. So I'm just going to Pray that cashmere skincare, I don't know, maybe she has a new lotion coming out or that she'll come up with some kind of Band-Aid for it. It's, it's, I'm sure, not ideal for her that this is so public. Yeah. They're praying that Khloe Kardashian will repost her at some point to maybe get a couple ducats in that savings account. I don't know what she's going to do, but shout out to anybody who buys one of her used wigs. She's selling those wigs for like $2,000. Girl. Girl. I mean, <laughs> if she was really smart, she should have been selling those wigs to drag queens for years now. Like, you know, she she doesn't have an entrepreneurial brain. And it makes me sick. And Erica has her. I don't remember what it is. I think it might be an extension line. Yeah. But that's been found by people very quickly that it's just like, I'm not going to say like an Amazon company, but it's just like legit. You can get this for super cheap like they pulled all of the images it's absolutely identical it's like she by Sheree all over again like people found that people found the AliExpress links in 3.2 seconds Sheree what were you thinking (laughs) well I have to say speaking of the Bravo community being real fast and real smart in response to Bravo Labs who are making moves that one might not understand we did just come out of the Potomac reunion part one. I'm curious to hear reaction to that in light of what we, I guess, don't know, but are pretending about Robin and Juan and Canada. Oh my God. My thing is, well, all of it, all of it is my thing, but like, if this woman wanted clout so bad, why don't we know who she is at this point? You know? Like, if she's lying and all she wanted to do is for attention, then why don't Canada. we know who she is? Yeah. Miss Canada. Yeah. Miss Canada. Um, I mean, clown. You're a clown. She's an absolute clown. And this is for Robin, not Miss Canada. <laughs> like, I don't... What was she thinking? The part where she, in the reunion, was like, I think we should not lose sight of the fact that, you know, a man being in a hotel room with a mm. woman is not a good look. Let's focus on that. I, like, laughter. I've never laughed harder. I've never laughed harder. God bless. And it's the fact that they knew this before the season began production that it continues to boggle my mind when Giselle is essentially saying in that like unseen confessional we're now seeing, essentially she's giving eyes to the Cameron producers as if to say, Chris waiting until cameras were down to send me this text message somehow means he's being manipulative or he doesn't want to have this conversation on camera. Right. 
And the way that that is now being weighed by so many of us against the knowledge that Giselle and Robin had about keeping stuff on camera, it just, it makes them look so fucking bad. And like to even further that point, like Robin knew in that reunion chair that they've now filmed the whole season. She got out scot-free, so she thought. And so to have the confidence is like, even bring up hotel rooms and husbands and all of that, like, knowing the skeletons in your closet is, like, just, oh, my gosh. I'll, ne- I'll never make sense of it. I really won't. What do you think of um, the decision that Robin made to share this information when cameras were down but on Patreon? I mean... I think at the end it was the best case scenario because then her uh, ass got clowned all episode. Uh, Stay tuned for what you guys didn't see from Watch What Happens Live for my interview with Robin in which I Mm -hmm. rail her ass to the chair. Like, I I mean, the clown came back to bite on that one. So ultimately, I think we won. We as an audience, we won. Won in what way? In the way that it just makes her look goofy. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like we're I'm I watched the reunion I watched it I watched it two and a quarter times not to be specific and I honestly thought to myself while re-watching it like oh this just kind of sucks for us like I feel like we lost a little bit because I know people are having the conversation I discussed this on the most recent AG with Bravo Bravo Ducking Bravo but like imagine what would have happened had this been a part of the season. And while that may not have necessarily been realistic, because obviously there was a very strategic decision to not include it, but it's an interesting kind of, you know, um, avenue to go down. At the end of the day, it's like, it just to me is coloring all of this because Chris is such a huge part of the conflict. It was a, a, a seemingly literal decision that was made that Giselle is continuing to make mm-hmm. and it just is so unfortunate that there isn't the counter there in terms of like what some of these women were really focused on yeah but I think it sets us up for a really great next season because they're think? coming for her like Wendy I've heard all of them say even um Ashley was at a she did one of her drag brunches somewhere in Arizona mm. I had a listener oh, send okay. me a video and she was talking about the situation with uh Robin and Chris or not Chris uh Robin and Juan and mm. was like she even couldn't co-sign it she's like this is messed up I have a lot of feelings about this it's like very weird very strange and so I think like and Wendy's very activated about the whole thing um you know, Candace is on Twitter every now and again, reading her <laughs> down. So <laughs> I think like, I, I'm imagining like them just like waiting for Robin at the door. And I think Giselle too. I think they're really going to be fighting for their lives next season. And I want to see it, especially with Giselle, because I feel like Giselle gets away with so much. Mm-hmm. She is such a stirrer. And then when she's like, people lashed out at her, she acts like, uh, what? Like, I don't understand. And that really is like my biggest issue with Giselle. Do you think, you know, so often the conversation revolves around like D- Giselle not sharing what's going on in her life. Mm-hmm. 
what do you think we're not seeing? Like, is there something going on in her life? I don't, I just can't kind of imagine. I don't <laughs> even mean that no as an there. insult. Like, yeah. I, I just, I'm like, I wonder, cause we've never seen that before. And when we have, there's been questions about it when it comes to like reuniting with her ex and, right. and how sort of strangely that all seemed to feel like we saw a little bit with Sherman. I wonder if that is what that breakup or whatever made her reel herself back in now more than ever. But also that was several years ago. Yeah. And like the pastor holy horror of it all, I think really set her on a different path. Um, but I mean, you do ask a good question is like, maybe there's just not really a whole lot there. Maybe it's just not that interesting, but I think there are people like housewives that we have to be subjective about, like yeah. not everybody has to, give up their personal life to be an asset to the show to me like there are some people who can get away with that I don't know if Giselle's one of them because people keep talking about it but I feel like there's something that maybe we don't know that these women are hinting about that like is actually like pissing them off behind the scenes you would think Karen would have mentioned that by you now think and I hope she does at some point I would, I mean, I would love her too. And it also, if I was a cast member, if I was honestly Candace specifically, or, you know, if Robin and Giselle weren't so close, thinking about seasons past and, I mean, Ashley Darby, thinking Mm -hmm. about seasons past, it does, I would probably feel a certain way, not only about vulnerability, but about how that's been, in your words, in Lindsay's (laughs) words as well, activated. Mm -hmm. Um, and seeing cast members who don't necessarily show those parts of themselves while also putting pressure on mine, I, I would feel right. I, I would feel <laughs> a little right. spicy about that. I would have some zest. Yeah, for sure. And Giselle has a tendency to like put sauce on things, as Ashley says. Like she made up how many uh, mat- fantastical stories about. Mia getting down with whoever, Jacqueline, Wendy, like nobody was like, this is weird that you're making up these pretty specific sexual uh, scenarios that legitimately never happened. That's very weird, Giselle. Well, I don't know. I'm not quite sure what's going on with Mia and Jacqueline. Like, I think we're going to we're going to get to it when the husbands are on stage. Right. Because that's I think there is. There's something, something going yeah. on. I a don't couple know. Things. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> um, I'm, I don't know quite what, but I'm glad that you referenced that sauce moment because I thought that was like particularly shitty of Ashley oh, to jump in percent. at that point and be like, listen, Giselle might have absolutely um, accused your husband of trying to get with her, but she just adds sauce to things when it's like, babe, like, this isn't your battle. Why are you trying to normalize unacceptable behavior? Right. Well, because she's used to it. She's Hello. used to people who can't keep their hands to themselves. So to her, just uh, groping somebody and just adding that kind of sauce is no big deal to her. But I mean, it's like, that's a huge difference between like, oh, maybe somebody looked in my direction and he grazed my body. You know, that's very different. Yeah, and also maybe he's putting out feelers that he wants to be with me, which as Candace said was like just because that is your expectation based on what happens in the past does not mean you have any right to apply that to my husband. Yep. Yep. She was right. Ugh, I love Candace. She's really had like just a victory lap of a season. 
Okay, I need to ask you about this mm-hmm. because there was a moment on the reunion that I found fascinating mm-hmm. and knowing that you are uh I don't know that you're a basset hound, but certainly a candy <laughs> stan. Sure. Um when it came to the conversation between Ashley and Candace and the flashbacks about you know, quote unquote, living in your mother's house mm-hmm. versus Ashley being taken care of, provided for by Michael. I mean, in parentheses, not apparently anymore. What was your reaction to that moment, the conversation about the sort of weaponization of Candace's generational wealth? She was completely right to say that. It was a very, I mean, and Ashley is a clown. She really was a clown and she set herself up for that because the reality is, and what Candace should have said is, um, do you remember when Michael was uh, bankrolling your own mother? So maybe you should not talk about that. And, you know, my mother setting me up for the future is very different. You know, like if we want to talk about adults who cannot care for themselves, Mm. let's talk about that, Ashley. And now what does Ashley have to show for it? She had a man who knowingly screwed her over in documents, knowingly, like you married this man and he, with his whole bird chest, did this to you and hid these things about the investments with, you know, pre-money before they were married. And that, like, that was so smart and so evil of Michael to do that. And I mean, what does she have to show for it? Like nothing. Candace was completely right. You would not be living in the home that you were living in now if it weren't for Michael. That is a fact. And okay, my mom hadn't shared, you know, put a down payment on a townhouse. Okay, great. But now I have my own home and I've got a career and I've got, you know, this, that, and the third. I am now set up for the future. Thank you, mother. Thank you, Miss Dorothy. But what do you have now? Nothing. You have nothing. Your sons are worth more than you, Ashley. Think about that. Ciao, AGs. I am speaking to you right now from Rome, Italy, where I am having a little bit of a European adventure. While I love the city and have had so many unique experiences to historical sites, the Vatican, we went to the Pantheon earlier today, there was a little bit of a hiccup in the apartment that we're staying in. And while I really enjoyed getting to know Fabrizio, the owner of the flat, there was a little bit of a language barrier because I unfortunately do not speak any Italian, even though I have watched The Sopranos all the way through at least three times. And this is where Rosetta Stone comes in. What would have helped me enormously in traveling abroad would have been brushing up, also known as entirely learning, the language of Italian. It could have broken down barriers and conversation with Fabrizio. And I also think speaking the language of the place that you're in is a sign of respect to the locals. It's also the ability to fully immerse yourself in the experience. And me not knowing any Italian, apologies to my grandpa Reno, who did make pizza from scratch, it would have been an incredible and even more incredible memorable experience. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, that's right, 
German, Chinese, and even more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in so many ways. There are no English translations, so you can really learn, listen, and think in that language you want to learn. It's designed for long-term retention, which is especially helpful for me because while this is my first trip to Italy, I really truly hope it won't be my last. The lifetime membership that Rosetta Stone offers has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses that Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Ciao. Hey, AGs. Are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Obvs. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. You know, and this whole idea of like, when my kids are 30, they're going to have houses in their own name. Exactly as you said, that will come more than likely as the result of their parents' help. So like, what's the difference between that potential situation in the future, which we're hoping will happen? Do you have that undocumented? Right. Whatever that he's going to provide for them a certain amount of money at X years. I, I would make sure that we're not just going off of like Michael making sure to care for his kids, because why wouldn't he? I would want to make sure that promise is on paper. But but honestly, even aside from that, it felt like that was almost a little bit of a knock to like, I don't know any specifics, but like, let's say Dorothy, that 
the townhouse was in Dorothy's name, like her name was on the deed. I felt like that is what Ashley was trying to knock. Like it wasn't even necessarily your house, which I a don't know is true. And B, regardless, it feels like it's more of a conversation about like, what do you consider an accomplishment? It feels like the the way that Ashley not only dismissed Candace's wealth, but also used it as an insult because it was family money mm-hmm. versus what Michael is doing, which is not necessarily keeping the money in the family because he's keeping it to himself. Right. Right. And like Ashley needs to act like we don't all know what time it was like, we you know why, why you got into this relationship with this man. He provided a lot of comfort for you, a lot of stability, a lot of stability for your mother. And that's all fine. But now he screwed you over. You can't really talk about like what everybody else is doing because at the end of the day, Candace is winning <laughs> and you're wondering how you're going to pay that $13,000 a month rent mortgage. So yeah, and what was the phrase that was used in the flashback? Like, you consider Candace the least accomplished person mm-hmm. in the cast? Yeah. she. I was surprised, honestly, that Andy only referenced her music career. And not she the either, Masters. Yeah. Right, because I was like, she either just got a fucking MBA or she's in the final days of it. But that's a, a pretty big deal to get a graduate degree, let alone one while you're doing reality TV and everything else. I was honestly a little bit like, I get why the music career was referenced, but I was like, wait, there's another major accomplishment that to me is like setting the stage for her future success that I think is more important than the music. But I get that the music is really successful. I just, I didn't love the either or. I was like, maybe that mentioned both. I feel like this other thing that happened is pretty big. (laughs) I mean, hello, hashtag mentioned it all. (laughs) But it also got into the idea of, again, her minimizing Candace by using Candace's mom in that way. And it was interesting to me to think of what an accomplishment is because, listen, Ashley, I'm sure fell in love with Michael for a variety of reasons. I'm not taking anything away from finding security, stability to be attractive. I think a lot of us feel that like it's just removing a potential the stress and stress and burden it depends on how you your own experience brought up being brought up maybe there's a a certain amount of stability there that Ashley saw as well as access and potential like I'm not going to minimize what is a a, a feeling that many of us may have and I I assume it wasn't the only one because this woman rode so fucking hard for that man for years Obviously, there were other feelings of love and security that she wanted to provide for him. Daddy issues. Uh In standing in front of him. Mm -hmm. But like when it comes to the actual accomplishment, it's like we're all putting the accomplishment Ashley's way because she had the success of like marrying this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like Ashley looks at her marriage to Michael while maintaining a marriage is a something one should be proud of, Michael, putting Michael aside, um, as we all have, it's interesting <laughs> to think of the idea of like, I am more of a woman than you are because I have a man providing for me instead of a parent. Right. It's just an interesting way of thinking about support and care. For sure. Like something about Ashley 
Candace to Ashley is like infantilized, I guess. Yes, that's a great way of saying it. Yeah, where she has like exalt, not exalted, but like moved into like a more adult way of finding security, I guess. But at the end of the day, you don't have anything to show for it, Ashley. So it really irked me when she told Candace, like, oh, I I see that this is still bothering you. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it is. (laughs) It actually is. Yeah, and that moment of Giselle being like, okay, I'll, when it came to the, like, he's, you know, I'm sure he's, like, looking for something, and Candace is like, I forget what the, what she said exactly in response, but it was like, and you haven't apologized for this, and then Giselle goes, I'm apologizing, I'm a, I'll apologize to him, and I'm, I'm apologizing right now, and Candace right. is like, wait, like, literally, what is happening? You're saying you have apologized, so you will, and Giselle's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm doing it right now, I'm, I'm speaking it into existence, and it's... Right. It's an interesting way of just like being like, got it. That was totally wrong. And I want to focus on these other things. So let me just Mm -hmm. check this off the list so I can kind of move forward, which is interesting when the actual narrative that she's saying in that, that's an example of a narrative that she's set. She's not necessarily apologizing for other stuff. Just that one Mm -hmm. indisputable moment of wrong. Right. The sneaky link comment. Yeah. Which I don't. It's like um, Cheater, Cheater, Pumpkin Eater. I don't know that I've ever heard Sneaky Link before. <laughs> it's a song. I think it's more of like oh, a TikTok. It? Yeah, oh it's for the God, kids. Oh, my God. I'm so... F- oh, it's for the kids. Don't TikTok. I don't TikTok. I don't Twitter. I'm yeah. just a village elder over here. Yeah, it's a What's the song thing. from? It's going to be like something. It's going to uh, be a song from know. like... I don't It's like one of those songs that just got like really popular on TikTok. Oh, okay. I don't even know who it is. I don't... I think there might be a one-hit wonder situation. Well, shout out to the children for knowing yeah. that... What an... Aco- hashtag accomplishments you know they come in all forms (laughs) including song stuff um speaking of accomplishments what an accomplishment new jersey was Mm. this past week Mm -hmm. in giving us a whole lot to discuss i'm curious for your thoughts on one of the most difficult conversations for content creators to have i.e. what's going on with Teresa, Louie, Melissa, and Joe? What was what has been your reaction overall? And have you felt like there's been any kind of change in your thinking um, in watching the new season begin? Only a little bit. Um, I have been very feeling very free talking about these people because I am not on either one of their sides. I feel like you, we have to understand that Teresa has contributed to the, the dysfunction of this relationship just as much as uh, Melissa and Joe have. It's just that I think people are very short-sighted and seeing Teresa be happy and do things outside of Melissa and Joe, whereas Melissa and Joe can only talk about her. I think people are like, oh, Teresa's now like perfect and look at these two losers. Now, granted, they are acting like losers, but... I'm not going to sit here and act like Teresa hasn't gotten us to this whole situation. Like, cause she has. Um, and I also feel like Louie's doing too much and I don't trust him and I won't. Let me tell you what. <laughs> I never watch Housewives Live, mm. but there's something about New Jersey mm-hmm. where I'm like, I just need to get through this shit because yeah. I just want to process it. And Same. I don't want to know that anyone has beaten me to the punch on this. Right. You know, like I need to watch it live and, you know, get through it mm-hmm. just so that I can watch it with everybody else and then simmer a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And when it came to the end of that fucking episode, I'm, I'm posting IG stories. I'm like, oh, it's the masculinity Olympics. Like this is going to be a shit show. 
But let, wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you, like, how are you feeling about the Teresa, Louis, Gia, Gabriella conversation before that? How did you I... feel about that? Okay. I feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I don't entirely know if all of that is deserved. Because when it comes to the Gia and Gabriella stuff, their parents have maligned their aunt and uncle since they were little kids. I remember Melania, them encouraging Melania to do the little on display dance mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. This has been going on for over a decade, essentially. And it's tough to watch the kids be in that position, especially knowing that that is going to contribute to any estrangement between the cousins. It's one thing to say, yeah. my parents are fighting. Let's, we can continue our relationship and put that aside. It's another when you see your cousin saying those things on camera. Agreed. And the Gorga children are too young to have that conversation. Although they are like, the the sons at least are of the ages that are older than we saw the Judy J kids in the middle of this stuff. Exactly, right. So <clears throat> I think that that is tough. But I also think saying on a podcast, you wouldn't be eating unless we film this reality show to be very loaded language. But is that what they said verbatim? Because I didn't hear that. I just heard Joe, their daddy, didn't have a job, needed people to film with, and they're like, we're going to film with you. Now... I don't know why they would need to be mentioning that in the year of our Lord 2022. That would be what I was upset about. But like, I mean, if the truth is like, who was going to hire Joe? Like this was his only opportunity. Juicy Joe. Juicy Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was in a bad way. We saw him chugging that uh, homemade wine in the middle of the day. Like Mm -hmm. he, he, they needed money. We know that. But like, it's kind of like Sandoval telling Schwartz, like, oh, I put, you know, I helped you with Amazon and, you know, whatever he said last season. It's just, like, not a cute thing to say. Yeah, it's also like Jack saying, you know, this is my show. There's yeah. an element here of ownership that I can definitely appreciate, and I'm sure that some of that's based in fact, but it's like the illustration of it. Joe mm-hmm. Gorga has a way of coloring things. Yeah. Where it becomes a performance, which I thought was happening at the end of the episode, where it's like very, very heightened and he gets away with it. And I just felt even if there's some valid reason and they really were, the network was saying or the production company was saying, can you please, you know, participate in this? It's helpful. And they were like, of course, you know. And it sort of helps them, too, because it's still additional content. Who knows the way mm-hmm. that you can view that? I just kind of thought, like, the the idea of the language around, like, we put f- food on their table. It's gross. It, it does to me, um, in light of the idea that they were possibly not visiting the Judy J kids unless they were filming. Like, mm-hmm. I have no idea what the truth is here. Right. But for sweet little Gabriella to mm. be saying these things, someone who I just honestly, implicitly, instinctively trust because she had the right instinct to not film until this point. Right. <laughs> it just like it makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Like then I understand why the kids maybe wanted to film in this week's episode because they're like, we have the right now. We are old enough 
even though we also saw other stuff when they were little, but they're making the decision as like young adults to say, we need to reset the narrative. For sure. I don't blame um, Gabriella for how she responded. I completely agreed with her, but I also felt like the information that she was given, because she hadn't listened to the podcast, was like just whatever Gia and Teresa right. and Louis just said. So I felt her on what she was responding to, but I don't think she was hearing the truth necessarily or like a full story. Honestly, that's a really good point. And the cut there, we get to hear it, but we don't actually see Louie and How Teresa. It. Mm-hmm. Right. It was that's such a good point. And like the mission of AG, the logo of AG is normalized changing your mind based on new information. <laughs> that honestly, like a switch went off when you said that because I was like, that's true. And also Gabriella did ask for context, which yeah. I was like, this kid is so fucking smart like mm-hmm. for her to say that involves so much emotional maturity for sure just just even in thinking a blanket statement is a blanket statement but what surrounded it like I thought that was important but also in addition to that so like putting aside the food on the table if they have very strong memories of their aunt and uncle not being there like could you argue that Juicy Joe didn't want them around right you you could, but also, like, were they making contact regardless? Were they saying, how can we help? Were they saying, you know, Gia, do you need help driving your sisters around? What's Who's taking Adriana to dance? Can we go see a performance of Adriana at dance? You know, like, what are we doing? I would be curious to hear Melissa and Joe respond with that information. Not so it's a back and forth. Not so it's my goddaughter nieces are lying. I don't right. think it's... I don't think that's that. I just think I would like to hear more examples of how they try to support their sister, especially because Joe was like, I called you every day. You know, that's something that's easy to either agree to or push back on. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally am with you. And also, like, if they were really only filming, I mean, they were filming the entire time that Tree was away at camp and they... You know, if that, like, overlaps with them seeing each other, I mean, I don't know. It would have to be, like, if they weren't filming during that whole time, how much were they really, you know, Zia and and Zio really there for you? That's what Mm -hmm. I would want to know. But we can't answer that because that's not the reality. And also, does that negate any kind of contact that's made on camera? Isn't the reality TV show, I know, like, this is said with, like, a little bit of a, um, a little bit of side eye, but, like, the reality TV show, I thought that was following your real life. So do we not consider any moment um any touch toward togetherness or forgiveness if it's made on camera does that discount it because there's an intention there to grab content for the show or you know it's just on display on display on display each and every day every day every day you know (laughs) what I'm saying like I don't know there's valid reason on both sides and I wonder like what is the expectation for them and like how much time they were supposed to pour into their nieces and nephews or nieces when they have a whole other family and jobs and stuff like how much did you expect them to really like key in here I don't know like I I'm just curious as to like I don't know I and I just really didn't like Louie kind of being like yeah Melissa's a liar and and they like run in tandem with each other I just feel like it's putting gas on the fire not your circus if you really want to resolve things and walk around New Jersey wearing a peace sign shirt then maybe you should actually act like that 
Well, that's what I found so interesting about the end of the episode because I thought it was going to be a fucking brawl. Yeah. And Joe came in extremely hot, questioning his masculinity, using very, very loaded language and being very... uh, I thought Joe was being very aggressive in how he was treating Louis and belittling him in front of these guys, like genuinely questioning his masculinity, saying you are not a, a man mm-hmm. yeah like that is <laughs> i mean which louis also said about joe but like that is you're looking for a problem when you say these mm-hmm. things in in the heightened what you're waiting for someone to meet you at least where you are if not higher the way that louis was able to de-escalate i thought was really important but yeah. i also think it's important to think of the ways that he's not doing that same de-escalation when he's with Teresa and the kids. Right. And it's like, we need to connect some of these dots because if you're saying to Joe, your, your opinion, your feelings are valid, which I think is important and incredible to hear. Mm-hmm. He's not doing that in private conversation with his fiance right. at a point in which she would listen because she's not, she doesn't feel necessarily as defensive or as under attack yep. when Joe and Melissa aren't in the scene. And it's like, he's not, doing that work it means he either doesn't believe it or he's saying to joe he's getting assisting with teresa being riled up and then saying to joe you should speak to her knowing how she may or may not respond yep i am totally totally with you um with that being said like louis ended up winning by default because he did say those nice things like you know you you deserve to be heard so does teresa but also joey amplified that whole situation only to just be like i don't want to talk to her so what are you screaming about (laughs) this is the thing that i don't understand i i get emotion i get upset which is going to happen regardless but exactly what you said what are we fighting for because in the scene for next week joe says he doesn't know if he wants to make peace now there's have peace make peace, two different meanings. And I don't Mm -hmm. know that they're necessarily focused on the language that's being used as much as their emotion Mm -hmm. and their emotional response. But like, if you don't want peace, I don't understand why you are being so hot with Louis in that moment. Because if you feel like he's getting involved, but you're not looking for a positive reaction or for forward movement or growth. Right. What is this all for? What is this all for? Like, it's okay. You know, like, it is allowed, LOL, to not want to reset or start over if that is the choice that's being made. Mm -hmm. But then why are we behaving this way? Are we just staying in that spot? Like, there are also other ways of moving forward, like other ways and just being like, maybe she's not the one I'm going to confide in. Maybe I'm carrying some of this with me, but I also like you're starting a new family with this man. Like mm-hmm. there is also opportunity there. I don't know. I don't know quite. Obviously, Joe doesn't know what he's looking for, but I'm as if not more confused about that. Yeah, I mean, I think Joe is just at this point, like feeling untouchable. That can That's the only way I can make sense of it. Like. I think he probably went into that situation being like, my family, my in-laws weren't invited to the wedding. This is the greatest injustice in Italian history. And I'm going to win this and be like king, you know, head bitch in charge. And it didn't happen that way at all. 
<laughs> Not since someone came to the Gorga household with some canned marinara has he been so fucking offended. And I, you know what? Honestly, I get it when you think about an AG message to me. And I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking smart. Like, I wasn't sure how I felt about the invite thing, understanding Italian culture and family. And I'm half Italian and still I was like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Um because I also think New Jersey Italian is a very specific kind of Italian. And I'm Rhode Island Italian. We're much more chill unless yeah. you're from You're, you're Poly D Italian. Yeah. I'm not Poly D. <laughs> Poly D Italian is like New Jersey Italian, which I find extremely confusing. I thought he was from Rhode Island, though. He, he is. Okay. It doesn't make sense okay. to me. <laughs> but there is, there is that like. I don't know if it's like an East Prov. Shout out to that. I hear from Rhode Island AGs, guys. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I don't remember specifically, but I think that's like an an East Providence or North Providence. It's wherever Federal Hill is. Okay. Poly D should exist. Like okay. there's, a, there is that segment of like highly Italian. Now my family, you know, shout out. May his memory be a blessing. My grandpa Reno Galley would do. We had galley reunions every mm-hmm. year at a park in Warwick. He would you know, make the frog's legs, cow's tongues, pig's ear, you know, like the man, and he could make a fucking sausage pizza like nobody's business. <laughs> we are Italian, but we're not specifically this Italian. Yeah. But, so I don't know about the invite stuff, although I'm understanding from the other husbands that this is a big fucking deal. Right. But when you think about the fact that Marge Sr. was invited, when you think about the fact that Jen Aiden's mom was invited, let alone yeah. Ramona Singer and um, Chanel Ayan. Chanel who she met Ayan. Literally one day and gave her an invitation. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Like the Fudos had been, and even John, when they got the invitation, they're like, we just met them. I mean, it's nice, <laughs> but like, okay, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't pass the smell test no. a little bit. And this is why you have to say that Teresa is not a saint. Like, this is not coming from nowhere. She knew. She knows. And Louis obviously knows because he's like, I've met them. They're good people. Teresa has her reasons. This is where, see, this is where I start to get even more confused because I'm like, that's a really good fucking point. And Joe and Melissa's point is this woman is continual, continually insulting us and disrespecting us in various ways, including passive aggressively by not invo- inviting Melissa's family while inviting the families of cast members. Right. And that is something, especially if, as we saw in flashbacks, Melissa's mom had this wonderful relationship with, with Nono. Nono. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand how insulting that could yeah. be. Yeah. 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 I get it. I totally get it. But yeah, like what could she possibly, I mean, where could this be stemming? Like, how do you have beef with Melissa's mama? Like what, what's going on here? It doesn't make sense. It's because she wants to fuck with Melissa exactly. at the end of the day. Exactly. And I think that's why, you know, she extended the like, listen, if you want to be a bridesmaid so much, be a bridesmaid and Melissa's like I I would have wanted that what I'm talking about is not the lack of invitation it's the insult behind it Mm -hmm. it's the inviting Joe to be in the bridal party and not me and not her yeah 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 and people really lose sight of that and I think we all need to focus yeah and also it's like the continued acknowledgement as difficult as this is in the Bravo Holla community of like saying, I understand various points here. Nobody is all right. And I don't right? think anyone is all wrong. Yeah. 
Yeah. I agree. And I think there were times where, I don't know if you watched the Watch What Happens Live after where Melissa and Matt Rogers. Oh my God. Shout out to Matt Rogers, Shout friend of the pod, <laughs> superstar episode, superstar guy. Yeah. Love him. But uh, yeah, I, I, Melissa seemed to be like a little bit embarrassed about Joe's outburst at the guys night and was like, yeah, I, you know, I don't know if that's how I would have reacted, but you know, that's his choice. Um, it, I, I feel like even Melissa, I mean, we have to understand that Melissa's probably reading these comments and she's in the forums and like, she, yeah. I'm sure she's like finger to the pulse of what people think. And I think it seems obvious to me that she's like, Ugh, he's doing a lot right here and it doesn't look great for us. <laughs> so, yeah, I think she's like over it and also like trying to be a little bit of PR. What do you think is going to happen after this season is done at the reunion beyond? I I wonder. I feel like Melissa is just done at this point. I think she's like doesn't want to even pretend she's over it. I think she's genuinely good and I hope the same for Joe. I I don't know like what conversations Tree and Melissa could have at this point. Like what could they say to each other? I don't know, but I'm interested. Do you think there is any way in the world that the cast will continue as it currently no. is next season? No. <laughs> Not a chance. Not a chance. And I know a lot of people want uh, Melissa and Joe to leave, and I don't disagree with that. Um, but I also feel like Teresa's, this is like her kind of sunset season to me. Like, it seems like we could just kind of see her off and like we, she got her happy ending and like, Maybe they get a spinoff of the family or something, but it just seems like to me like a good time to wrap up Teresa's story. I could see if we just, I don't know, I really found myself liking Melissa during Girls Trip. I'm seeing your face, mm. but I'm still going to talk. Yeah. And I think that... <laughs> good strategy. Good plan. Um, good plan. I, I think I'm giving that... face, you guys. I'm giving face. I think that like I wouldn't be too upset if we... One of them has to go. But like, would I like go scorched earth if Teresa was the one who left and like Melissa was gone no because honestly I really like that scene between Melissa and Danielle um when they were talking about like mm. her relationship with her brother I don't know like I feel like I enjoy Melissa out filming with other people more mm -hmm. than I do Teresa I guess that's my short well I think long. the 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 problem here but the value for Teresa that she has is that she takes up all the air in the room because mm -hmm. you're not necessarily going to see that kind of conversation with Jen, Aiden, and Teresa, because Teresa's not looking for someone to necessarily, um, oh, gosh, she's not looking for someone to like be friends in that way. Like mm -hmm. there's a way that she is treated. She has like a lot of outside or oversized power maybe is mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Like Jen, Aiden, tiptoe tiptoes around her it's something that the other women have acknowledged they said it even during last season's reunion when Teresa was in the dressing room they were like listen we're going to talk to you right now as a human person before Teresa gets back because once we get back we know we're going to get a different gen yeah and I think that applies to a lot of potentially other cast members who we've seen on the show where an alliance with Teresa means Teresa's in charge like Teresa's way goes and that can be difficult. And I just, mm -hmm. but I also like flip side of that, this whole thing with Louie does open up a different or new chapter for Teresa that people definitely want to see. 
and I guess I could say myself included, I just, he makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I instinctively am just like nervous for her. Very. Because like while some of his behavior I agreed with, like at the tail end of the episode, he was able to really do a really good job of de-escalating and making Joe feel heard. I just wonder what the cost of that care is because we've heard so much about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly how I feel about this man, except I do know I really do not trust his intentions or even, you know, like the accumulation of his behavior. Agreed. I'm totally with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on Louie for sure. I also need to ask you, Miami, giving oh. literally everything. Come feel the rush. Mm-hmm. My God, what an emotional <laughs> episode. Great what episode. Is, what's your reaction to the season so far? And got to ask you about Adriana and Alexia. I mean, gold star season, absolutely incredible. Adriana, I mean, the double, triple, quadruple, quintupling down <laughs> while while Alexia is like aye, aye, aye. rightfully having a meltdown at the audacity of Adriana to be like, I could have hurt my foot. And that is equal to the trauma and the horrific accident that your son went to. Like, what? Like, I felt like I was taking crazy pills. And then all of a sudden, Julia's got a bucket of ice, trying to throw it on the What the fuck was that? (laughs) What was that? I was like, is she joking? I watched it twice because I I literally went back. I was like, I just want to look at her face in that moment because I think she was like trying to be funny, maybe. I'm like, that doesn't work. That's not. Take a temperature check, babe. Like, not now. It was mayhem. Like, I don't understand. Adriana was so wrong for that. I cannot imagine me in that moment being like yeah I was right and like yeah I have a point like girl nothing is going on under that ace bandage like please stop like it is so rude and so over the top I could not believe that I couldn't believe it apparently neither could Adriana because her explanation of what happened to Lisa of like yeah I just put a couple words together and one of them was Frankie and then it this thing erupted and I couldn't even believe it she did have a moment of, uh, Adriana, I mean, having a moment of sort of like breaking through slash breaking down about the situation, which I thought was based in a lot of honesty yeah. for Adriana. I think she genuinely feels alone. Talk about, you know, the ways that women often on Housewives franchises think of their successful husbands as an accomplishment when it comes mm-hmm. to you know the idea of partnership and everything else i think adriana is looking at some of her friends certainly from the first franchise or essentially cast members having been able to move on and find themselves in like loving relationships with providers mm-hmm. meanwhile adriana is by herself the spousal support's about to run out she has a son. I think there is genuine sadness and yeah. upset about not feeling supported Deeply, by these yeah. people mm-hmm. that I totally understand. But also, yeah. a part of that was her crying and being like, I would never say these things. I would never say it. Right. I would never. My intention wasn't to say what I said over and over and over and over again. My bad. I, 
my my bad but also I would never do that while I get that she might mean like I would never imply to imply exactly what I said I think sometimes like she ha- she's done this so many times before right on the original Miami and the reboot she behaves this way that I just I'm like Adriana like the apology ideally is like I should have never said that done. Yeah. She's like the textbook definition of hurt people, hurt people. But she's not sympathetic. Like, I can't rock with you when you're, like, making jokes about, like, oh, I don't have to do any sexual favors to get a watch. And it's like, Alexia got this from her husband on her birthday. That's not, like, a sugar daddy situation. It's her husband that loves her and just, like, got her a nice watch. And it's, it's like, I get it. You feel very alone, but insulting people and like lashing out and trauma olympics you know over them is not going to make yourself sympathetic to anybody and you're only going to like fulfill this prophecy of it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy of like oh i'm alone and you're but you're pushing people you know you're pushing people away and then what are you going to do at the end but be like oh well yeah it happened see i was right but you weren't right because you treated people how badly along the way yeah, and if you're pushing people away while you're falling, is it really their responsibility to catch you? I right. don't love the idea that we're excusing, not we as in you and I, because we're doing literally the opposite of that, but like <laughs> the idea in Adriana's head of like, because all of this is connected for me, it excuses what I said. Right. Because I also think it's connected to how she believes. She said over and over and over again that she could have been, that Frankie's real and devastating accident which will affect him and his family for the rest of their lives Mm -hmm. is equal to the potential of what might have happened and to do that in eight different ways it just is not an excuse and I do think that she believes it and I can empathize exactly as you said like there is a part of me that that really can empathize with the position she finds herself in genuinely mm-hmm. but I have no sympathy for her in that moment and in the moments that followed because I thought her I thought it was atrocious and if it's different for all of us based on like our own circumstances my brother was grievously injured in a diving accident 20 years ago he's a mm-hmm. high level quadriplegic I was there for it it fucked up our family and it will yeah. stay with me for the rest of my life right I have had people make comparisons of like X to Y, apples Mm. to apples. And it's like, you know what? I get it and I get the intention behind it, but it's not acceptable. It's you shouldn't have to. We can connect with each other without you trying to or inadvertently removing the trauma of what literally occurred because it affects my family every moment of the day as Frankie's accident has affected Alexia and her family I there's just I just watched that moment and I was like moments and I'm just thinking to myself like this is not landing and I honestly (laughs) even thought like in the hotel room after I'm like a producer must have spoken to Adriana Adriana rather because like the way that she was like oh my god I really fucked up I was like I don't even think she's believing it right now like I yeah. something was off yeah I I think she's too like there's too much of a guard up or something but like 
the truth of the matter is, Adriana, even if you broke your foot, it still is not even in the same universe as what happened to Frankie. Like she was like, Oh, if I broke it in a thousand pieces, it's like, babe, what? You're talking if it about fell six off. Weeks. <laughs> or like maybe terrible I can't even go down the path of like, yeah, maybe like it would be a ter- like it it would be psychotic for me to try to imagine how bad this injury would be to enter into this conversation. And the reality is there's no comparison yeah. for a traumatic brain injury and f- and other physical injuries that Frankie is still dealing with. And Alexia was told by doctors her son was not going to live. And yeah. if he was, he would be a vegetable for the rest of his life, in her words. To compare that to the imagination station of like <laughs> what could have happened. Because right. as you said, like a broken foot, not taking away from that, that can have long-lasting effects. It's not, it will never be the same thing. And that's using Adriana's imagination to try to even have that conversation, which is fucked. Right. Like you're talking about a hypothetical situation and all of a sudden you've died and the dog's eating your body parts or whatever. And nobody's understands where you are because they don't, (laughs) nobody loves you or whatever. Like girl, calm down. You better get a life alert bracelet and call it a day. Okay. Chill out. Well, she has one. It's called Julia. Who (laughs) I was like. Listen, I felt I felt for them. And by them, I mean myself during that reunion, uh, during that dinner, rather, because I was like, "Ooh, this could have been interesting if it was one fucking long table. And now we've just got it split and it's super depressing. And like the cakes are wrong. And (laughs) then there are dancers and Adriana. Wow, that magical break that could have ended her life. Somehow, somehow it continues while she's like bopping around. But I it's like you can have the conversation about you know, Alexia and, and um, Marisol having mean girl energy at times. I die for sure. them. Like, but you can have that, you can have that conversation. And a lot of that's based in truth. And Alexia, Lord knows, has fucked up as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you brought this, you made this dinner happen in this specific way. You think you, these women are going to want to sit at the same table with you after you said that about her son? Right, right. And thank God, because I was screaming last week, do you guys realize like how dating apps work with regard to Marisol's ex-husband? Like there has to be a match that happens before you guys can communicate on those apps. Oh, before apps. the so, boyfriend, before yeah. the ex-boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So finally they were like, okay, not only like did they match, but it was Bumble where she would have to oh, reach out to man. him first. So really what point were you trying to make, ma'am? Bumble is for people stronger than me. Are you fucking Girl, kidding me? If I, I am never. scared of rejection. <laughs> when they said Bumble, I was like shaken. Because I was like, there should be a special medal to people who go onto that app knowing that oh, when it comes to that first, the decision of who to absolute never, never. Nev- I think I did it. I think I joined it once for like two seconds. And when I realized that like I literally would need to be the first one to message, I was like, absolutely not. This is absolutely not going to happen. <laughs> There's yeah, no chance. I, I met one guy on there years ago and he was like, honestly, he was pretty hot, but Ooh. he was a loser. And like he invited <laughs> me over to his house and his like roommates were like there. It was it was a weird situation. Like they were just like holed up in their rooms so like we could hang out with each other. I don't know. It was a weird situation. It's weirder than I'm than I'm describing it. But okay. uh, I, I I'm not a bumble girl either. Is yeah. Yeah. Hashtag hinge life over here. Honestly. Are you? I have not been on the apps in years. So like I don't know what the girlies are up to. I'm just terrified of the like uh ethically non-monogamous men who are actually just cheating on their girlfriends or wives or whatever. So 
you know it the second you see a profile and the first picture is a dog or an airplane or a <laughs> garden and it's like all nature it's mm. just all and they'll maybe give a first name and yep. maybe not it's yep. it is a little bit of a um it's a little bit of a moment, I have to say. But listen, speaking of moments, swiping right on you coming to the Clawfist next time, I cannot believe yeah. that you are a New York City right. I am <laughs> shaken to the core by that. You are would love to have you back. You're going to come to the Clawfist. I would yeah. love to do a deep dive with you soon. For sure. Um, in the meantime, can you tell the AGs a little bit about your podcast and what um, folks can expect? Any upcoming episodes as well? For sure. Um, yeah, my podcast is called Everyone's Business But Mine. I post Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm in my Bravo bag at the moment, but we do dip into TLC with Sister Wives. Oh. Um, there is a new show called Seeking Brother Husband, where um, <laughs> women are trying to find multiple husbands to uh, be in relationships with. And so I will definitely um, be talking about that. Um, but yeah, right now I do Monday episodes where I talk about pop culture, whatever happened in pop culture news, you know, whatever Megan Fox is tweeting about or, you know, whatever's <laughs> whatever going on there. she's deleting from her profile and then <laughs> exactly. gaslighting her fans by being like, why are you so upset? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I talk about currently Vanderpump Rules, Summer House, Real Houses of Miami and Real Houses of New Jersey. But uh, yeah, if you're a TLC fan, definitely check out that as well, because Sister Wives is a uh, just a legendary show. So... <laughs> So I haven't watched it, but I mm. fell down. I've been falling down these weird fucking rabbit holes on yeah. YouTube. Yep. And I was like looking for stuff because I saw some cut of something. And then somebody was posting on social about Robin, mm -hmm. which is, I think, the brunette wife. Yeah. Is that mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And that's the only way that I know. And she's like the newest and shiniest and like she's maybe the only worst one at this point. She's the yeah. only one left. So mm -hmm. then I was like falling down these rabbit holes. He seems like a real piece of shit has he oh, yeah. always been that or is it just recently has he no. always been like super toxic uh yeah it, it has always been that way but they constantly try to rewrite history as though we haven't seen the first 16 seasons where he also 16? was terrible <laughs> they're from oh. like season 18 at this point um shut up yeah yeah it's it's a lot it's a lot but yeah everything that you think about cody it's worse it's worse Okay, if I'm new to TLC culture, aside from having watched A Wedding Story and A Baby Story sure. 1,736 years ago, <laughs> can I watch any of, what's the name of it? I just forgot the name of it. Wives, Sister Wives. Sister Wives. Um, the beauty of TLC shows is that they will update you on everything that happened okay. in the premiere. So I would recommend, like, you can watch season one where you get just, like, the lay of the land. Yeah. Season 10, one of the ladies gets catfished. And so that's a whole thing. Um, and then you can just pop into season 17 and just see what happened. Yeah. And they have reunions. Occasionally. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Not every season, but they have. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. God, it's good, good mess. It is good mess. <laughs> Do you think he's going to get married again since they've all left him but the brunette? No. No, okay, I don't think his ego can handle it. But also, I can't imagine anybody in America wanting to marry this man, <laughs> given what we know of him. What a man. And he has, does he have kids with all of the wives? Yep. He's got 17, I think. Honestly, I'm surprised there aren't more. Look at the Duggars. They've yeah. got like 80. 
<laughs> they're, not, they're, not so they're not too far behind but yeah Holy yeah hell. oh yeah. my god well that'll be i actually you have inspired me i might need to watch a little bit um it's good my goodness and where can people follow you on instagram did you give your did you share you, your handles? yeah you can follow me on instagram at everyone's business but mine I love that. And guys, some bonus episodes up now. Satchel Spectaculars, also known as your Satchels of Gold. Listener thoughts and feels, questions and concerns about all things Teresa, Joe, Melissa, New Jersey, and more. So access those episodes now at patreon.com slash Girls. Doing some polls, doing some sass, selling a couple of things from the Clothis. All that and more you can find out about on my Instagram at Dame Galley. Caraberry. What a great name, by the way. First Thank off, you. we got to get into that. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank and you. As the proud owner of a great name, because I ride hard for Sarah Galley, it's I just good. think my folks did a good job. Yeah. I, you know, real recognition is real. It's a privilege. It's nice. It is a privilege. It's a privilege for those. Listen, pretty, apologies. Pretty privilege. If yeah. you don't have, we do have pretty name privilege. If you don't have it, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. You can change it right. whenever you want to, like, <laughs> Look at Food God, which... Please don't. Not too closely, please. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, listen, what a serving this episode was. Um, Thanks so much for coming on, AG. Would love to have you back anytime. Guys, let us know your thoughts about this episode on the little episode post on my IG, and we will chat with you soon. Bye-bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.